Welcome, everyone, to episode 354 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Uh, it is just me and Will. Uh, those of the, that have been listening for a little while know Corey's kind of off the podcast for now. But Eric is only probably going to be on for the bigger releases. Uh, he told us earlier this week that he felt like he was doing a disservice to the podcast by not not playing anything new or having you know anything prepared or uh, playing any of the the games we may be playing. So he still will be on, but probably only when there's like a big AAA release that he's going to be uh, interested in. So, and I don't know what the next maybe Detroit to Human if he's yeah, interested in that one. That might be the next time, but that might be the next time he's on. So okay, yeah. Yes. So end of May maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think that's when that's supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. But we're going to try and fill in with some guests. I know next week I won't be on because I'm going to be in Florida. So Dan has a little little surprise for next week. Um, we also have we have a couple things in the works for bringing yes, more people do. on. So yes, uh, we do. stay tuned for that. Dan and I aren't going anywhere. So No, 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 we're not. Um, I'd do this by myself if I had to. It wouldn't <laughs> be as entertaining, but I would I would do it by myself. To be honest, I don't think I'm going to have a trip up for a while. So I'll be here. And plus, I've got two other podcasts that I'm doing, too. So Dan's got another one as well. Yeah. I'm also going to start, since our episodes are a little bit shorter, I'm going to start streaming Mm -hmm. after the episode. uh, Starting this week, actually. So I don't think we have anyone in the chat at this point. But uh, I'm going to do Frostpunk this week so um after after the episode's over i'll i'll cut the stream briefly while i get things set up real quick for i don't know it'll take a minute or two i think uh and then i will start playing Frostpunk. so because that's going to be our episode two weeks from now we we're supposed mm-hmm. to do that this week uh, but that's going to be two weeks from now uh because will is going to be on vacation next week so none of us got a chance to play it it wouldn't work for me and will uh, <laughs> at first it took a little tinkering. So anyway, our topic for today is going to be we're going to be talking about our 10 favorite video game franchises. Uh, it's something well, I think you've suggested this a couple times and we've just never used it up until now. Right? I would say I think Corey was the one who always hated on it. Oh, really? If I remember correctly, every time we were looking for an episode topic and I suggested it, Corey always said, I want to be able to do this when I have time to prepare it. Oh yeah, I think you're right. So every time I got nixed every time. So I've been suggesting this for like a year. Yeah, it might have even been longer than a year. Honestly, it might be because I look at my top ten list and comparing it to like my list of games that I have for my favorite developers, like there isn't a game in my top ten from specific like game series. Yeah. Um. So you know, I it's gonna vary. Yeah. So. Yeah, I. I took a few factors in, uh, you know, including the games in the series that I didn't play, and I factored that into my whole equation. So uh, yeah. it definitely it definitely comes out as different than our our top ten favorite games. Um, so it's I should clarify too that it's favorite, not necessarily what we think is the best, because mm-hmm. well, those are two different things. Yeah, I think in a lot of cases. Because objectively, people think Rockstar games are incredible, and Dan, you and I, at least, do not like Rockstar games at all, so... No, not really. At least so, not. I hated Grand Theft Auto 4. Hated it with a passion. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, after the first, like, I don't know, 10 hours. I never played Grand Theft Auto 5. I would like to play Grand Theft Auto 5. I did not like Red Dead Redemption uh, after... 
I think once I got into Mexico, I was like, I cannot play this game another minute. That's and what I soldiered, with me. I soldiered through until close to the end when I thought it was the end, but it wasn't. And I ended up, I was just like, I can't, I can't play this anymore. <laughs> yep, so, that's exactly kind I, of what I know happened I'm, to me. I'm one of the few, so. Yeah, okay. Let's get started. Uh, Will, I know you wanted to take a different approach than I took in this, which I like. So first of all, you wanted to knock out your the five that you don't want on your list, right? Yeah, so sh- what should I should I go through all... I have 15. Yeah, so should let's... I list all 15, and then from there we can figure it out? Yeah. Okay, so I have Pokemon, Bioshock, Mass Effect, Final Fantasy... Super Smash Bros, The Legend of Zelda, Dynasty Warriors, Diablo, Fallout, Spyro, Fire Emblem, Deus Ex, Life is Strange, Halo, and Mario. Oh. Okay, I like that. You got a couple that I didn't even think of putting on my list. I extensively went through all of our top ten lists from all of the years that we've done this and like went through thummies and stuff like that to make sure i wasn't missing anything i bet i still missed something but because i missed uh like life is strange Mm -hmm. it would have been at least worth a mention for me i think um there's a few others uh deus ex is another one that i probably would have at least had in the conversation I've actually kind of forgot about Deus Ex, and then like I was looking through games that I had beaten two years ago when Mankind Divided came out, and I was like, oh yeah, I really liked Mankind Divided, so I yeah. threw it in there. I also made this so I had to have played at least multiple games within the series. Yeah, I kind of um, did that too. Yeah. Similar thing. Uh, so I'll go over the ones that didn't make it onto my list, okay? These are Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider didn't make it onto my list because... Uh, I loved Tomb Raider, the the reboot, and I loved Rise of the Tomb Raider. They were fantastic games. I liked the first Tomb Raider, but other than that, I didn't really play a lot of the games in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some of the ones in the middle weren't necessarily great, and some of the, I I feel like there was one later one that was that that people really liked, but um, outside of the new games, you know, it's 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 hit or miss for me. I did love the new games, but I didn't feel like that was enough to put it on the list with the rest of my heavy hitters. Uh, next was Metro, the Metro series. I love Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. Yeah, I'm really excited for Metro Exodus. I didn't put it on my list because it's only two games. Uh, mm, again, yeah. I didn't feel like that was enough. Um, yeah, that was my reasoning for that. Portal, I put on here. Again, love the Portal games. First, you know, the first person puzzler is a kind of a favorite genre of mine now. And uh, I didn't put those on the list because I only played them recently. They didn't have a lot of the nostalgia clout that I, that are on some of my other ones. So um, that didn't make my list. The Batman Arkham games. Uh, all games I really liked, even Arkham Knight, which I know a lot of people didn't like because of the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. I really did like it, like the series. I am, however, not really into superheroes, especially Batman. I'm, I tend to be more of a Marvel guy. Uh, even though I don't really follow that all that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Gears of War, I didn't put on the list. Um, as much as I like Gears of War, didn't. Uh, I don't think it could hold up to some of the other ones that I have on my list. Uh, and then Pokemon. As much as I like Pokemon, I only played the first and second generations, and then Pokemon X and Y. So I missed out on a large part of the middle catalog there. Yep. Uh, that's one that I wish you played more games in the series, Dan. Because I am a huge Pokemon fan. Uh, I've liked the different games to varying degrees. So 
I wish I had somebody on here to share my my love. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so let's eliminate five games from your list. Okay. First. So this is going to be really difficult yeah. to be honest because I don't know how to like go about this. Like I look at games that I think are definitely going to make it. Right. Um so maybe fall okay, so, make it for you. Okay, so this is this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going right. to pick the games that are like 100% going to make my list and then like uh we'll be able to eliminate from there and like I'll be able to list them in order. So uh, making it for me will be Pokemon. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, Super Smash Brothers. Then Life is Strange is going to make it too. Nice. Even though there's only two games in that, but I really, really love them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so Pokemon, Mass Effect, Final Fantasy, Super Smash Bros., Zelda. Uh-huh. Uh, Zelda. And, okay, so that those are the games that are going to 100% make it for me. So, that will leave Bioshock. Uh-huh. Dynasty Warriors, Diablo, Fallout, um, Spyro, Fire Emblem, Deus Ex, Halo, Mario. Okay. Gotcha. So, okay, let's go through them. Bioshock yeah. is a definite contender because right. I've loved all three games. Okay. I just played through Infinite game's incredible it might re-enter my top 10 games of all time mm-hmm. um i've loved bioshock one because i've played through that multiple times bioshock two i'm going to be playing through it again i know i'm going going to love it yeah so that that's definitely one that might make it okay dynasty warriors i see another game that might make it because that's like i don't that, that's your series I don't believe in guilty pleasures, but if right. I were to say this is like a guilty pleasure game, like this is my series where I just 100% play all of the games, like all of the games to varying extent. There's never been a game where I disliked in the series. I just yeah. really like all of them. Yeah. Diablo is another one. I play Diablo 2 just about every year. Diablo 3 is incredible. I've never played the first one, um, but I think that's just too dated for me to go back and play at this point. Yeah. Um, and I don't hold the game quality to at fault for it it's just it came out so long ago it's really really old exactly it's it's really old um fallout fallout 4 has left the sourest taste in my mouth yeah did you did you play you didn't play like fallout or fallout 2 did you or even fallout tactics i did not i actually had fallout tactics recommended to me yeah, Fallout 2. I've played Fallout 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 2. I have not played Fallout Tactics. Okay. Um I know you love Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Did not like Fallout 4. Didn't play the other Fallout games. So I would say you should strike that one off your list. And okay, I kind of agree because Bethesda's also left a really sour taste in my mouth. I am the Bethesda hater on this podcast <laughs> at this point. So I'm thinking as much as Fallout 3 and New Vegas I love and I still go back and play those games, that 4 and Bethesda have left such a sour taste in my mouth. I haven't played the older ones. 
So I never thought I would say this, but um, I think I'm going to have to cut Fallout out. Cut Fallout out. Okay, so I'll do an honorable mentions, too, and that'll be the ones that don't make it. Mm -hmm. So honorable mentions, Fallout. Okay, so Fallout is the one first honorable mention. So Spyro some of my favorite games of all time i've played all three i've never beaten three but i've beaten one and two i play one every year for the most part um to varying extent sometimes i don't beat it sometimes i do um the remasters are coming out i'm really excited for them as am I. Uh, so the thing is i'm trying to weigh if this is just my nostalgia for them or if i do hold these games in such high regard right because um, it is a, a series that I often had forgotten. Um, it's the games have been absent on all of my top tens, even though they really like when we started this podcast. I think the first Spyro should have been on my top ten. Gotcha. Um, so maybe we don't axe that one quite yet. That brings us to Fire Emblem. I've only played Awakening and Fates, and I guess Warriors. I haven't played any of the other ones though. Yeah. Do you think that's enough to axe it? I think so. Because as much as I, I, I love the I, games, I think yeah. maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, a fair. lot of the, the. I think the was it the first one or maybe the second one. One of the ones is like if you were to go buy it, it's like one hundred and fifty dollars. Because wow. it's just so hard to find. <laughs> so my barrier of entry to play is just yeah. not there, basically. Yeah, because yeah, I I want to say it was the first one was on GameCube, and uh, yeah, it's impossible to find so okay so we'll cut um we'll cut fire emblem off i keep hoping they put that out on like virtual console even on the wii u which i rebought they need to get to the point where they have a virtual console on the switch you know yep we're supposed to hear about their online features sometime early this month so really okay so that could be I, i wonder if they'll be like because you wasn't like if you subscribe to their online service, you get a free game. Isn't that how it works? Uh, yeah, they're going to go walk, walk, walk us through all that. I'm, I'm the main thing I'm hoping for is cloud saves. So I'm worried about breaking my switch and losing my saves. Yeah, I'm yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really excited for them to do that. Uh, one sec. Uh, Beardless asked a question. How many games yeah. uh, need to be in a series for it to count as a franchise? Uh, Dan and I kind of value it a little differently. Dan, you have three plus, probably, right? I would say two. Two is a franchise. More than one. Because I have a game like Life is Strange on here, uh, and there's only two games in that, so... Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the only reason I... Because Metro was on there, and the only reason why it didn't make the list as much as I like the games is I didn't have the nostalgia for it like i it was same thing with portal i didn't have nostalgia for it because i played those games recently uh even the first you know metro 2033 i played well after it came out literally it was right before last light came out so Mm -hmm. i didn't have any nostalgia for that and i wasn't even kind of i wasn't even fully aware of what it was until until right before last light came out so yeah yeah okay so now deus ex i have not played the first one yeah, I played the first one a long time ago on Xbox, I think. How does it compare to the new games? Because uh, I love the new games. 
it's i mean it's not i don't it's not as polished i should say but there is a there's a mod for it that that overhauls just about everything really yeah that was something that i needed to try maybe I, maybe you can look it up i wonder if this is on uh steam probably it probably is or maybe yeah. nexus mods is the this is the first game even on steam See, I don't uh, even know. Deus Ex Overhaul Mod GMDX. That's what it's called. Oh, out last there, year. There it is. So. Is this yep. Invisible War? Yes. So this game came out in 2007, huh? Was it? Was it that recently? I think it came out before that. I think that. Because I, I think I had it on, right on the first Xbox. I wonder. Which, which I wonder. Would have been, early 2000s i wonder if this is the first game but it came to steam and Pro- release date 2004 does that sound right yes yes that does sound right okay so that the invisible war is the first one. Oh yeah i see this looks familiar so there's an overhaul mod for it huh yes maybe that'll that piques my interest to play it then maybe i'll yeah. give it a go if it uh makes it makes it a better uh experience now so i you know i do i knock deus ex off my list because i didn't play the first one but have put a lot of hours in two and three uh well let's go to the next game halo i have played all of the halos yeah you have to have halo on your list i feel like (laughs) that's what i'm thinking too um okay so halo and then mario it's hard to have a best franchises list without Mario on there. Definitely. Because, I mean, like, there's not a bad Mario game. Even the worst Mario games are, like, above average, you know? Yeah, and with Odyssey, Odyssey's, I mean... Incredible, yeah. The only Marios I haven't played to completion is 2 and 1 and 2. So... Yeah. I think 1 is the only one I haven't beat. Oh, no, I didn't play... I haven't played Galaxy. I haven't played Galaxy 1 or 2, either one. You haven't? No, we have Galaxy 2 on the Wii U. I will play it at some point. Dude, I'm not going to lie, that kind of blows my mind. I know. <laughs> I, we had it on the Wii, and my wife played through them, and I just never did. <laughs> That's hilarious that Val played through them, and you didn't. Because yeah. yep. <laughs> they're, they're phenomenal games. Yeah. They're I've, some of the best. I watched some of my, my son playing one of them. Or it was galaxy 2 yeah so they're they're cool games yeah so okay so the next five games that i have it's bioshock dynasty warriors diablo spyro deus ex i kind of think i should have dynasty warriors on here because of how much i love series it's like my we all have our series like on this podcast i think dynasty warriors is one is mine i run the episode every time a new one comes out yep Okay, so let me count to see if I have nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So we have nine. That leaves one spot between Bioshock, Diablo, Spyro, and Deus Ex. I don't know. I don't know how to structure this, Dan. I'm not sure. Well, okay, so if I go over... I think maybe games that I played should play a role in this now. So that would eliminate Deus Ex and Diablo. Cause I never okay. played the first games in the series. Yeah, that's fair. 
So Deus Ex and Diablo. Okay, so that leaves Spyro and Bioshock. I mean, I I think you, you have to have Bioshock on there. You think Bioshock? Yeah, only because Bioshock Infinite will be on your on your top ten games list if it's not already. Was it was it not on there and it's going to be on there? I think it was on there at one point. I removed it and then kind of regret it having played it. But I could also see the if the Spyro remasters are really good. Yeah. Those are well done, then maybe. Okay, I'll put Bioshock. That's what I would do. On my last spot. And then put Spyro on my honorable mentions. And then I'm going to. Do you have them labeled like 1 through 10? Like, yep, Dan? I've got okay. them listed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going <sighs> to work on that okay. after this. But I want to hear what, what you got. All right, so at number 10, I have Final Fantasy. Now, while this may seem kind of low, uh, it's because Final, yeah, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, I believe are all still on my top ten favorite. Maybe not Final Fantasy VII, but Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy Tactics are on my top ten favorite games of all time. So, uh, but I haven't played Final Fantasy X, X-2, I haven't played. I played very briefly and didn't like eleven. Uh, I didn't play twelve or thirteen. I played a little bit of fourteen. I liked it, but uh, I played a little bit of fifteen and really liked it, but haven't continued. The first Final Fantasy I don't think holds up very well. Final Fantasy two I haven't played in a really long time. So really, there's only two Final Fantasy games. Uh, I played. I played eight. I never beat it. I played and beat nine, uh, which I liked, but. I don't really remember it at this point. It's been so long. So uh, that's the main reason why Final Fantasy is is kind of low on my list. Um, because, you know, the the 6, 7, and Tactics... Uh, Connection. That's kind of the peak of the series for me. Um, you know, I'll get around to playing 15 at some point, and I may end up liking that as much uh, as the other ones, but maybe not. Yeah, I kind of want to play 9, too, before this has a more solid footing because uh, nine, I guess, is one of those games that people hold in high regard. I kind of yes. want to play the twelve. Is it the twelve remasters that they just put on Steam? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. twelve remaster. They're pretty much all on Steam at this point, which is good. That's how yeah. that's how it should be. They just need yeah, to add tactics. You have them forever. Then I, I'm surprised that tactics is not on there. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do like a remaster for tactics. <sighs> don't get me don't get me excited. As long as they don't butcher it, you know. Is long. My biggest complaint about the War of the Lions remake they did was the spell times were slowed down. Oh, really? It was like to a crawl if you're using magic. Oh, man. Can't do that. Yeah, it was bad. Okay, so at number 10, you had Final Fantasy. 10 Final Fantasy, yep. Okay. okay. Um, Alright, so I guess since Bioshock was the last one to make it i think that's got to be my 10 right yeah probably that's fair okay so at number 10 i'll have the bioshock series okay um yeah i kind of talked about infinite within the last couple weeks and i talked about the other two games i played the first bioshock a ton um the second one i'm going to be playing again i do remember liking bioshock 2 more than one for some reason when we started this, so I'm going to be curious to see if that still holds up uh, yeah. when I play through the remaster. 
So, yeah, Bioshock is my number 10. Okay. Uh, my number nine is Fallout, actually. Hey. Um, so, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, I, as far as I'm concerned, are the pinnacle of the series. I really did like Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was de- it was definitely lacking as compared, uh, like, story-wise and uh, not mechanically. I think it was mechanically superior to uh, 3 and 4. But I also played Fallout 1 and 2. I never ended up beating them, but I did play them a lot. And they, I think they, they hold up really well, mm-hmm. uh, su- surprisingly well, actually, so... That's why I had Fallout at number nine on my list. You are not a Fallout Four hater, right? No, no, I, I I like Fallout Four. I don't know if I'll ever end up playing it again, but I did really like it. Did you ever play the Far Harbor DLC? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, I was gonna say if you hadn't played that, I would say you should mess around with that a little bit and then be done with the game because I thought the Far Harbor DLC was easily the best part of the game. Okay. Um. Other than the Institute stuff, I loved what they did with the Institute in 4. But other than that, I just pretty much hated my time with Fallout 4 towards the end. Yeah. Um, and any chance I get to crap on the game, I take that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I, t- I understand, and I see where you and Corey are coming from. Um, but for me, like because I enjoyed the mechanics so much, and... Uh, you know, it, it it has to do with me getting used to playing first person shooters on, on a PC. Uh, you know, I didn't play with a controller. It, it felt like an actual shooter, but it was also a Fallout game. And I think that's where the difference is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I the the superior mechanics were definitely definitely a bonus for me. In the chat, a lot of people are saying that they like Fallout Two. Uh, Beardless says Fallout Two is one of the funniest CRPG games he's played. And yeah, Reaper Fallout said- Two was awesome. And Reefer said Fallout 2 and New Vegas are his two favorites, personally. So, I haven't actually beaten it yet because I keep getting stuck in various places and mm-hmm. not being able to advance or back out. And you know, because of that's how old games were. You could get stuck and not be able to advance. Now, Fallout 1 and 2 are along the style of how Wasteland 2... Yep. I know Wasteland 2 came after that, and it, so it followed that vein. But uh, yep. I have actually played Wasteland 2, so it's sort of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll give them a go because they're good. They're good. I, I do I have them on Steam? I don't think so. I, think I might. I, I think I do because I think was it Gog giving that gave them out for free or something? Yeah, I have them on Gog. I'm pretty sure at least okay. two. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'll give them a go this summer. My backlog for this summer is actually massive. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got some stuff. I want to play through like Tomb Raider again because the shadow of the tomb raiders coming out in september mm-hmm. i don't want to play through metro 2033 and exodus again or metro 2033 and last light before uh exodus comes out yeah i don't R- know if i'll get around to that but i'd like R- to remind me when we get to what we played for me to read my backlog okay that i'm gonna try and get through this summer sounds good so nine. my number my number nine dan mario yeah. um nine. it feels dirty having it this low but I just like some of the others. It's really going to feel weird saying this, but the, my favorite games in the other series trump all the other Mario games. Yeah. Is how I put it. Not to say every single Mario game that I played is awesome. Mario 64 is awesome. The Galaxy games are awesome. Um, Mario Sunshine is one of my underrated favorite Mario games ever. Uh, Odyssey was great. Uh, I'm going to be replaying Odyssey at some point. So. Yeah. 
you know, the platformers for the, the old platformers were all really good, like um, Super Mario World, uh, Mario 1, 2, and 3, even though I haven't really played through all of 1 and 2. They're all just fantastic games. So, yeah. And as you said, you can't have a top game franchises without giving Mario some love. Yeah. Uh, I had Mario higher up on, on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say I won't say which place, but it I mean, it defined my gaming, at, you know, as a kid. Yeah, that's those are the games that I played when I first remember holding a controller for the first time. It was Super Mario Brothers, uh, later Mario two, Mario three. I remember spending spending an entire summer playing. Yeah. Uh, and then it's it's just continued to be amazing and, and changing things. And uh, Mario Odyssey was an unbelievably good game, you know, I no think. Uh, yeah, it just I don't know how they keep keep doing it, but yeah, it's it's so good. Uh, and you know, even the games like I would say, I don't know if worst is a good good way to put it, but the, the, my, probably my least favorite Mario games are the like New Super Mario Brothers, uh, New yeah. Super Mario Brothers for Wii and then the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like to be my least favorite Mario game, that's saying a lot. Like they're still really good platforming games, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. It as you said, it's incredible for how long this franchise has been running. How they can still make top quality games from yeah. them. Yeah. Like, do you know one that's like missed? I guess uh, people would say Sunshine missed when it came out, but I think that game now enough time has passed that people kind of realize how good of a game it actually is. Yeah, but so. I think Mario sixty four, in my opinion, is the best game ever made. Yeah. Like that just the, the way that blew my mind when when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, transitioning from more 2D, you know, from Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64 and and Mario 64 just you know, I was baffled by the change. You better believe when the 64 Classic comes out, I'm going to get that <laughs> simply for Mario 64. Yeah. I'd be interested to see, I don't, I hope they come out with it, but I'd be interested to see what else they put on it too, you know. My guess is uh, Smash 64 will be on it, too. Yeah. That's um, Mario Kart. Which are, those are some of my favorite games. Like Probably all the big first-party games. Yeah. I, maybe like a Mario Party. Because I think probably. that's when they, when they the started. The first Mario Party was Nintendo 64, yeah. Yeah, so probably all those games. So a lot of the franchises that we see today started on 64, really. Yeah. Like the Mario Karts, the Mario Parties, the Smash Brothers, so... Yeah. Okay. Um, number eight on my list is Bioshock, actually. Hey. So, hang on. Let me change the video in here. So, I put Bioshock on there. Uh, the first Bioshock blew my mind when I first played it. Uh, could have been my favorite console first-person shooter. It's really good. Just saying a lot because I played a lot of Halo back in the day. Uh, Bioshock 2 I did not like as much, but Bioshock Infinite, uh, I'm in the year camp, Will. Uh, stunning. Stunning mm-hmm. game. I just can't even believe how good that game is, you know? Um, Do you know what the wildest part about that, too? Uh, when they were showing it off at E3, the game never, I don't want to say didn't reach kind of what they showed, but there were noticeable things that they ended up not having in the game that were shown off in those E3 trailers. I don't know if you remember that, and the game is still critically acclaimed. That does not yeah. happen, yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, not only is it... Uh, it I, again, I, like, I feel like... 
I don't know. I feel bad because I didn't really care for two, but I liked one and infinite so much that it needed to be on my list. Let me because ask infinite infinite also blew my mind when I, when I, after I beat it. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you what it was it about two that you didn't like as somebody who can't remember why they liked it so much. So take everything I say for a grain of salt. I played it much later. I didn't play it when it came out. Okay. I played it much later and I just don't feel like the playing as a big daddy worked all that well, I guess I wasn't as interested in the story as I was the first one. I, you didn't really feel like a big daddy, correct? You felt no. kind of like a normal human. Yeah. You were supposed to be like the first big daddy. I think from what I remember. Okay. I'm going to ask Corey why he liked, if he remembers why he liked Bioshock two so much. Cause I don't think he's been on for any part of that discussion since we've, no. it's come up. Right. No, because I I feel like he is one of the ones that like Bioshock Two. I I'm I'm pretty sure like mechanically it's a better game. Yes, uh, because if I remember correctly, Bioshock One was a little rough mechanically. Yeah, because I introduced the plasmids and the gunplay at the same time. Yeah, so it might I probably didn't play it that great. Yeah. What, right, do so, have, what do you have? What do you What do you have at eight? Will so at eight I have Halo. Halo. I've played every single Halo, Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Halo Wars, uh, Halo Reach. They're just solid shooters. Yeah, I have Halo, I have Halo 7, so we can talk okay. about it. Talk about them in tandem. I yeah. think if they released Halo 3 on PC, Dan, I, I, I would play that all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that the rumors are true and they do Master Chief Collection uh on pc even if it's on the xbox app on pc uh i would i would i would buy as much as i don't want to i would like to see it on steam but i don't think that's gonna happen doesn't that say a lot about halo as a series that we're willing to go to the platform that we said we never wanted to get games off of to play like the master chief collection yeah i just like i i love the halo campaigns a ton i think they're one of the better shooting campaigns that we have in my opinion, at least, I think the campaigns are always phenomenal. And like Halo 3 is one of my favorite shooters that I've ever played. Like Call of Duty World at War is probably like my favorite shooter that I've really ever played, like multiplayer shooter. But Halo 3 is not far behind Yeah, that. It's just so much fun. Like it brings back so many good memories. And I think even like when 343 took over the mantle to making the Halo games after Bungie kind of split from Microsoft and everything like that, I still think they made quality games. I think Halo 4 and 5 play really well. I do think it has weaknesses, uh, like, story-wise, but I do think, like, actual gameplay-wise, that still, like, they have improved the formula. Yeah. And even Reach. I think Reach is a fantastic Halo game. Uh, yeah, Reach was probably my favorite Halo campaign. The campaign's incredible for Halo. Yeah, I thought it was great. Halo Reach. Oh, and Halo ODST is another one of my favorite Halo games that I, you know, just, just popped in my head right now. Like, I love being the ODST uh, marine like yeah. that's a really cool story because it plays so differently because you're instead of halo like the classic halo formula where you can get shot for a full clip and still live like you get killed pretty quickly in this one right um yeah like all of the halos you know there's just a little bit something different about all of them and that's what i like yeah yep mm-hmm. more. number seven will yeah so my number seven I think I'm going to throw... I, this is where I'll put Dynasty Warriors okay. on here. I 
Dynasty Warriors, you know, three is probably nostalgia wise my favorite game in the series. I actually have a PlayStation Two, so I can play that game, which is really funny because that game is really old. Um, I bought a PlayStation Two so I could play it. Love all of them. I haven't played one. Uh, that's the only one in the series where I haven't played, and that's only because that's like super hard to find, and it's like that. It's like a like a Soul Caliber. That's how it plays. It's not an actual open world like not open world, but like open map where you go to different locations and fight as many soldiers as you can. It's literally just like one on one fighting. Yeah. So it's kind of the black sheep in the franchise because they take a radical change to gameplay from there. Um, and you know, I kind of reviewed nine within the last month or two months. I forgot when it comes. I think it came out in February, and like I really liked it. But it didn't kind of hook me as much as the other games. I guess they have since changed a lot, so maybe I'm gonna give it another goal, another go, and see uh, how different it is. But you know, Dynasty Warriors Eight is probably my favorite in the franchise, just for like sheer battles and character characters in the game. There's just so much to it. They all have like their unique weapons, and it's really cool because um, that's some of that stuff is absent in Nine, which is a little disappointing. So yeah, but overall, like. I've said on this like podcast tonight, Dynasty Warriors is like my game franchise, and I love it. So okay. it's got to be on here. Yeah, I uh, I can't remember the first one that I started playing. I want to say it was two or three. If I were to guess, it was three. Three, okay. That's I, the that's one what... I played the most, and that was the first, also the first one that I played. That's the one that got me into it, and I remember playing it on original Xbox a ton. Okay. And I remember playing it in your room specifically. That's probably the one I played then. I probably had it, and you were playing. You were playing mine, right? Yep, that's how I think it went. Because I want to say maybe two was only uh, original PlayStation or PlayStation Two only. Okay. Which I'll I check. Have. I'll check that just to be sure. I don't think it actually got an Xbox release date. Um, Dynasty Warriors 2. Uh, da, 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 da. PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Yeah, so it's only it was an only PlayStation release. Okay. So that would explain. Right? So it's definitely, uh, you definitely played the first, the first one you played was 3. Yeah, makes sense. And you know what? All of the games are the same, but I still love all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's just something nice about wading through endless hordes of enemies, you know? Mm-hmm. It's relaxing. And it really is. For an all-out war game, it is really relaxing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Number six on my list is Zelda. Uh, this did not make it higher on my list because I have a few omissions from the Zelda franchise that I have not played. Yeah. Uh, one of them being Twilight Princess, which I owned. And I will play at some point. Uh, will got it for me for Christmas a few years ago, and I just never got around to playing it. But I have it. Uh, I have not played Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. That'll be hopefully at some point. Uh, I did not play the first two on Nintendo, so I don't have that to go for. I did play uh, A Link to the Past, Link's Awakening on Game Game Boy. Uh, I didn't play the new 3DS one. You know what? I wanted to play it, but yeah. Eric sold it before I got a chance to play it. Uh, so was I it his? Because I know Corey played it, too. Maybe Corey played it and he sold it. Yeah. One of the two had it. Maybe They might have both had it. Yeah. But uh, So I didn't play that one. 
Uh, however, the Super Nintendo game is really good. Um, I, I mean, Ocarina of Time is a masterpiece. Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild is a masterpiece. Uh, so that's what, what pushes the series up to number six for me. I will say Dan Twilight Princess was my favorite Zelda before uh-huh. you know Breath of the Wild. Um, the only downside to that game is a long tutorial. Uh, okay. So Wind Waker. Can... Wind Waker 2 was really good. Yep, Wind Waker is another classic. But once you get past that tutorial for Twilight Princess, it's it's an awesome game. Okay. It's kind of pseudo open world. Gotcha. So that's how that is. I guess right. for me at six, I'm going to put... I'll put Life is Strange. Uh-huh. Um, only because it only has two games in the series, and I've played the other series games way more that are I'm going to be listing. So, yeah, Life is Strange. We actually did um, Hangover recently, wow, within the last couple months of uh, Before the Storm. Uh-huh. So for anybody who's interested in our thoughts on that game, uh, go listen to that one. But uh, Life is Strange is like one of those franchises where... Every time I play them, I love them. And yeah. I'm always like, this is one of the greatest games ever. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the relatability of having gone through that high school sort of, like, situations that the game brings up. Uh, I don't know if that, like, harkens back to, like, a older or a more throwback will, you know, in yeah. me. And it kind of, like, is relatable because of that with, like, cool superpowers, like, in the first game or... You know, the the atmosphere and the craziness of the second one. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but I just adore that that franchise. Like, the music that they have at different parts. And there's, like, things that, like, that series does really well where it's, like... I don't want to spoil it, but when the things happen with uh, Rachel, when you find out about the family a little bit and like one of the things you can do is just sit in silence because that's like sometimes you just don't know what to do in life yeah. and like that's just like a moment where like it does those moments really well and that's yeah. what i love about it uh, there's not enough games uh, there's a few games that do that the the silence uh because i mean that would probably be my reaction to most things is just let it play out without getting involved you know yeah Cause it's like, so. <laughs> it's like, what do you, what do you do in that situation? Like I would just, you know, sit there and just try to figure it out. You know, I, like, I would say I had to go to the bathroom and I'd get up and leave. Exactly. <laughs> and like this, this, it just does it like those moments so well. And yeah. I, and I love it. Yep. I think we also have a, do we have a hangover for the original life is strange? I don't Here. know that actually. We might've had just a spoiler. Episode. spoilers on an episode for yeah i think that might be what we did so yeah if you want to hear our thoughts on everything life is strange we've we've documented and actually won our game of the year of 2016 15 26 i don't 20 is this 2015 2016 was final fantasy 15 right yeah so it was 15 Okay, 2017 was Breath of the Wild, so it was yeah. yeah 20 it would have been 2015. 2015, and that was from mine and Corey's doing. Dan hadn't yeah. played it yet, and Eric was livid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> but yeah, Life is Strange is my number six. Okay, uh, number five, I have Civilization. Um, 
I remember the first time I played Civilization was uh, me and my cousin were visiting my other cousin in his college apartment. And we ended up sitting on his computer all night and playing Civilization for however many hours. It was so long. Um, But really, like Civ 2 through Civ 5, I played a ton of all those games and and absolutely love them. Uh, Civ 6, it was my game of the year. Not last year, but the year before when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, really liked it. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm at a point now where it's not it, those type of games. I try, I try not to get, get, uh, go down the rabbit hole in, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, but games like, uh, Crusader Kings two are games that I, I don't even want to start playing because I would just play that for countless hours. So yeah, you, you just get engulfed in it and that's all you do. Yep. Uh, probably, I, I probably played civilization three the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that on my laptop that I was supposed to be using for college. Uh, but I ended up just playing Civ for countless hours on countless hours. Was Civ three, the one with stacks of doom or is that four? Yep. That was, uh, did four, I think five was the first one that took, that did away with stacks of doom. Okay. So they were in the preceding games. Yeah, which I I mean, a lot of people were upset about. I I happen to think that was a good change Uh, because especially late game, it was really hard to uh, it was really hard to tell how many units you were getting attacked. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I had a question about Civ 6. Now I can't remember it. Wait, what was that Civ before Civ 6? Five. No, the one in between. There was Beyond Earth. Is that what you're talking about? That was the one that I'm. Did you like Beyond Earth? Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Corey talked about it when we when we played it, and he was right. It felt like a really good Civ Five mod. It didn't feel like it needed to be a separate game. They should have just had like a twenty dollar expansion that was Beyond Earth instead of. I think it was. I think it was only forty. I don't think it was full price, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah it definitely wasn't full priced because I remember the reason why I bought it was because it wasn't full priced. Yeah. So, okay. okay. So, Civ, what's your number five? Will this is where it gets difficult for me? Um, yeah, top five. I think where I do this is where I have games missing that I haven't played. So, okay. my number five spot is going to be either one of two games. I'm going to go with. I'll go with the Legend of Zelda series. Mm-hmm. at number five um, for a couple factors. I'll get into the game at number four, why I have this ahead of Zelda. But um, for Zelda, there have been games that I've missed. Like, I played a little bit of the original, never got too far. I've gotten pretty far in the SNES one. Link to the Past, correct? Is that one? Link to the Past, yep. So that one I've gotten pretty far in, but I never beat it. Uh, I haven't played some of the ones like Minish Cap, uh, the 3DS one, A Link Between Worlds. The Four Seasons was one of them. Four Seasons. I haven't played Four some seasons. of the more ob- obscure ones, but I have played, you know, Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, uh, Breath of the Wild. So I will say that my the Zelda games that I have played, I love. You know, Breath of the Wild should be in my top ten right now. It's a travesty that it isn't. I got right. convinced to not. <laughs> um, Twilight Princess was my favorite Zelda ever before that. I love Twilight Princess a lot. You know, Ocarina of Time, classic yep. game. 
Yeah. Uh, Skyward Sword, that reviewed really well, but it's kind of the one that is a little less popular, but even that game was really good, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the Zelda games are, you know, top-notch quality, and, uh, you know, we've talked about Zelda. Like, it's it's great. I love yeah. it. Breath of the Wild is a game that I will... I can't even believe that I was playing that on handheld. Yeah, too. oh yeah. I still, like, with all the new games I'm playing, and, you know, I try, I try to change it up for my for my games channel but i still i'm like i just i want to do a breath of the wild video just so i can play breath of the wild so good Uh, the only reason why i haven't picked it up to play it again is because i have other things to play and i know if i play breath of the wild it'll be all i play yeah it's that kind of game it's like your Civ. yep absolutely so yeah number number five i have the legend of zelda Okay, uh, number four, I have Elder Scrolls. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Will. That's all right. Uh, so the primary reason for this is uh, Morrowind, which I put countless hours into. Um, let me find a Morrowind gameplay video. Uh, so... Morrowind is a game actually I started playing when it first came out and I I hated it. Uh, it was way too open for me. I had never played anything like that. I had played mostly like linear JRPGs mm-hmm. and it was kind of my first like Western RPG. I don't even know if I had played Diablo at that point. I think I came to Diablo too late. Um, so that was my first like like West you know Western style RPG like super open world. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I got so totally confused. So I revisited it a little while later. I think it was when it came out on Xbox. Uh, I was like, okay, I'll give this another shot. Uh, and I, for whatever reason, that like completely changed my my opinion of it. And uh, I loved it on Xbox and put... I wish I, there was a way you could tell how many hours you put into games back then. There's There's no counters like there are now. Yeah. Uh, but I bet you it was a thousand hours, fifteen hundred hours. I scoured like every inch of the the that the island of Morrowind, and uh, after I got done playing it on Xbox, I bought it for PC, and I ruined a computer messing with uh, graphics update or uh, graphic mods. <laughs> I burned out a graphics card of one of my computers. That's unfortunate. Does that is that like rare? No, it happens. It happens. Especially, especially back then, uh, things weren't as refined as they are now. Games are a little bit more mod friendly nowadays, too, for the most part. But I loaded a, a ton of, uh, you know, stuff into the game, and then I loaded all the best graphics mods, and my it, my card couldn't handle it, and it just yeah. started artifacting everywhere. And then there's little glowing pixels. It was crazy. You can fry it up. <laughs> uh, I also played a lot of Oblivion, uh, again, both on PC and on Xbox 360, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. And then Skyrim. I played a ton of Skyrim. You know, I, I hate on Skyrim, and the only reason that I do is because of Bethesda. Right. Uh, they're, you know, trotting out the re-release for it on everything, like... It's just the reason why I hate on Skyrim is because of Bethesda. It's not because of the actual game. I don't think there's a game that I might have played more. Right. Uh, or in more different ways, I should say. I've played that game PC, Xbox, PlayStation, like, yeah. a ton. So, like, I, it's a great game. It's a fantastic game, and I and I get that. It's just, like I said, the only reason why I give it any hate is because of Bethesda. Uh, I do wish I played Oblivion and Morrowind because I feel like 
the Elder Scrolls would be on my list if I had played those games. Yeah, I think uh, especially Morrowind does not hold up now. Uh, they've de- you know as as janky as Skyrim can be, Morrowind and Oblivion were way more janky. Mm-hmm. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> Morrowind especially like there was it just doesn't I don't think it holds up well so mm-hmm. yeah Oblivion had Patrick Stewart absolutely <laughs> as the, the emperor that was good stuff okay next on the list will four yep. um so I'm having a tough time with four uh, I have Final Fantasy uh-huh and I don't know if I should have it higher, considering three games in my top five are Final Fantasy games. That was my struggle. That's why and, I had it. I, I ended up saying, like, I don't love enough games. Out of all the games in this franchise, I don't love enough of them to have it high on my list. Yeah. Um, and even 15, that's knocking on the door in my top 10. So, like, I feel like I should have Final Fantasy higher, but I just think these other franchises have had more of an impact on me. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have, uh, I'll put final fantasy up for it. This can be changed at any point too. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, so final fantasy seven, six tactics are some of my favorite games ever. They're the ones in my top five, uh, 15 incredible core. And I were playing eight. I really liked eight. I've played, um, bits and pieces of one and two, I haven't played three or four or five. Um, I played Final Fantasy 14. Like, that was a great MMO. Final Fantasy 15 is a game that I also really, really like, and I want to play the other ones. I guess I can justify by putting it on fours because I haven't played as much of the other games to Uh put it higher. I guess is how I'll justify it. The high points for the series, I think, are really, really high, and they're some of my favorite games ever, but I think I just haven't played enough of them all 37 trillion Final Fantasy games. That article Corey sent us where they, they were actually listed, all the Final Fantasy games. I don't know if you read that, Dan. There was yeah. like 40-some games. There's almost 50 of them altogether. Um, but yeah, so number four, or yeah, number four, I'll have Final Fantasy. As... Do you remember Do you remember Crystal Chronicles? I do. That, that was, was fun. the GameCube one, right? Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, Final Fantasy at four. Okay. Number three. At three, I have The Witcher. This is primarily because I love The Witcher 3. I think it's an an amazing game. But I also really like The Witcher 2. Uh, That was my entry into the series. That's what really got me into Geralt of Rivia and his his whole spiel. And then, you know, The Witcher 3, in my opinion, is a masterpiece. Uh, it's in my. T- I know it's in my top ten. I feel like it might be in my top five. Maybe not. Uh, but yeah, uh, incredible game. It's one that I get the itch to go back to and play. You know, The Witcher Three is actually in my backlog for the summer because I feel like I should play it. Yeah, you know, everybody loves it so much. I just need au to contraire. Play it. Eric and <laughs> Eric, Eric and Corey did not about like Breath it. of the Wild. Like, yeah. They're... And Mario Odyssey, I think they complained about, too. Yeah, they, they <laughs> did. You're right. Which is why they're not still on the podcast. They hate right? games, yeah. They hate video they games. They hate video games, especially great ones. 
Yeah. Like that those were arguments like when Corey would complain about The Witcher or Odyssey, it would just be like, I'm not even gonna engage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was that one little moment at the beginning of The Witcher Three, and Corey never recovered from that. <laughs> Come on, Corey. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's how it goes. It is like one little moment. I can't yeah. wait till he hears this and goes, Hey. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll write in some feedback. Yeah, he said he was going to write in feedback when he quit. I'm... Come on, Corey. Write us. Yeah. Okay. Number three, Will. Super Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. This is a game franchise that uh, I played all of them, every single one. There's only four of them. Smash 5 is coming out. It'll be this year because E3, Nintendo's E3 presence is going to be a lot of Smash Brothers. Yeah. So that'll be there, and you know, I there's only one other fighting game that I hold in high regard, and that's actually the recently released Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, and I don't know if that's just because of a, a biased Dragon Ball fan, but the Smash Brother games I think are some of the best fighting games out there. Um, they're it's one of those games where it's so fun to get a group of people together and all play with lives and just screw around and like hang out. It's just like a great party game. It's also a great competitive game. Um, it has those two layers to it. Whereas like a game like street fighter, you can't just have friends over in my opinion and just play street fighter casually together. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's only, you know, one-on-one, so on and so forth. There's a lot of, like, area issues with that. But, like, with Smash Brothers, you can do eight-player Smash on these big stages with everybody's favorite Nintendo characters and just screw around and have fun, have items on. Uh, or if, you know, you and your friends get into it and you start trash-talking each other, you can sit down, play a one-on-one on Final Destination with Fox only and and duel it out like that's just that's the beauty of the game uh and i love the smash brothers i think smash 4 is the best game in the series i know a lot of people say melee is the best one um yeah i think smash 4 is an incredible game they've added a lot they introduced dlc to it too so you know you're always going to get supported uh with more characters and so on I love Smash Brothers it's a fantastic fighting game uh and it'll be that game series that i play forever yeah. By the way, Corey chimed in real quick about Bioshock 2. Uh-huh. He said, more strategic combat. That's the only reason I can remember right now, and I'm sure there's a lot more. Okay. So, that was his reasoning. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yep. Uh, at number two, Mario. Yeah. I and it's it just amazes me to this day how well games like Super Mario Three hold up, Super Mario World holds up for being. Yeah. You know, I think Super Mario World came out was it nineteen ninety maybe that it came out. Wow. It's incredible. It's it's so good. It plays so well. Um, it's one of those games too. Like you have to play on the original controller. I feel like that adds so much. Uh. You know, because that's we have it on on the SNES Classic, but we also have it on the Wii U, and it de- it definitely isn't the same playing on the Wii U as it is playing with the old style SNES controller. Uh, that's what you've got to you've got to play. 
Yeah. That's the way you've got to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they transitioned to the 3D platforming uh, seamlessly. Uh, Mario 64 is a masterpiece outside of occasional, like, some camera hiccups uh, that I remember from playing it way back when. Um, but yeah, they even do something different, like, like uh, we will talked about Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, you know, and Super Mario Odyssey came out and was unbelievably good. So mm-hmm. I don't know how, how they managed to do it stay fresh but they do it's it's good stuff you know what i'm kind of having a hankering to go play um super mario sunshine mm-hmm. and you know what now I, have I, just, it. I just put this together the mainline entries to the gamecube mario and zelda games sunshine and wind waker were hated on at the time <laughs> yeah. but are now the cult classics and games that people revere in the series now like yeah. Wind Waker is massively popular now. It's it's funny because I was reading a Reddit post at some point. Someone complaining about because one of the things that at least was hinted at, I think, when this when the switch before the switch was announced was GameCube on Virtual Console, and uh, you know someone was like, "I need to have Super Mario Sunshine on my Switch. Like yeah. I need it now." And yeah. There was probably a thousand comments in the thing with people. People are like, "Yeah, I, I, I need Mario Sunshine too." Yeah. So that game, that game is awesome. Um, yeah, it's really making me want to go back and play it. Yeah, <laughs> I played a little bit, and it's it's quite good. There's something so satisfying about cleaning up the the muck. Yeah, in the world. Agreed. But yeah. Uh, Will number two. Mass Effect. Now, I will say I have not played Andromeda. I will be getting to Andromeda. Uh, the only reason why I didn't get to play it, it was because of pretty much life getting in the way. Uh, sure. So, but Mass Effect, I was having a conversation the other, actually it was last night, about uh, how good Mass Effect, while I think Mass Effect 1's really good, I don't think the gameplay holds up as strongly as 2 and 3. So we're predominantly talking about 2 and 3, but just like, the gameplay for Mass Effect 2 is so good. I have a lot of memories from it. Like, when you see Garrus for the first time, when you realize, oh, Archangel is actually Garrus Vicarian, like, my teammate and squad mate from the first Mass Effect. Like, that moment is so cool. Um, you know, doing just, like, all the loyalty missions for people. Uh, yeah. Like, meeting Thane, like, in Mass Effect 2 for the first time was one of my favorite moments, because he's, like, this assassin who is, like, dying, but, like, he takes the time to be, like, team up with you. And when you get to three, Mass Effect three is chock full of great moments. The Morden, yeah. uh, Solus moment, the Thane moment is phenomenal. Um, I'm blanking on some others. A lot of the stuff with Garrus, like when you're hitting golf balls on the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it golf balls or was it something? Or were you shooting they're, targets? They're shoot, shooting cans. They're shooting cans. Okay, that's what they're doing. Rifle. Um, so yeah, that like that's a good moment. Like watching Thessia Dan get demolished by the Reapers is another moment where I was like, wow, this is, this game is incredible. Like yeah. the Asaris are just getting destroyed and you're looking around just like, what? This is terrible. Like Mass Effect is chock full of moments like that. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I hold the original trilogy in really high regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that's my number one, actually my, my number one favorite game franchise. Uh, I played through the first one, like, I don't know, 20, 30 times. 
played through the second one probably probably 10 times. I only played through the third one twice. Well, I'm almost done with my second playthrough. Okay. Uh, just because of the ending. I was I was one of the ones that was miffed about the ending. Uh, it got better with, with subsequent patches and stuff. But I also liked uh, Mass Effect Andromeda for the most part. It does have a lot of busy work in it but uh it was it was stuff that i most of it was stuff i didn't mind doing uh so it definitely isn't wasn't as good as the original trilogy uh, but i did like andromeda just be just being back in that i don't want to say universe because you're not technically in the same universe but you know being back in with the with the the races and stuff from from mass effect was it was great so it it sucks that they shelved it for a while I, i hope they come back and maybe do a prequel or something I'll be curious to see what they do. A lot of people in the chat like Reefer saying Andromeda is good. Ignore the haters. Yeah. Um, Beardless says Andromeda is basically kind of how Dragon Age is, but in space. He says yeah. so. Yeah, like, I agree. And he said that's why he doesn't. Sure. I really like Dragon Age Inquisition, too. Um, when I have time to do that busy work, I love that stuff. Uh, it's just not, not as not as frequently anymore. Uh, you know, I don't I, I kind of skip over some of that stuff. So. Um, so yeah, you know, just Mass Effect, Dan, like that's your number one. It's just, yep. So many moments in that game, even, even Reefer saying, uh, how could I have forgotten Mass Effect, geez, like going over all of these moments. Um, it's just, I love space stuff. It's fascinating to me. And like being able to just travel planet to planet, like from set point to set point, just see the home worlds from the different races. It's just like, so cool. Carrying the Geno phase for the Krogan too is another satisfying moment because you're ba- like pretty much helping a race to be able to um, repopulate again. Just like the concepts in that game are so cool, and like the Reapers just being an enemy is an amazing thing because you, these things like you, you see and they build up through Bioshock or not Bioshock Mass Effect One. You know, they're brought up yep. and you're like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to I don't know what these even are. I have no idea. Well, it's, and you, it's kind of in the background of the first one. Yeah. You're like, they're Until coming. The Maybe Shepard's saying they're coming. Everybody thinks he's crazy. Um, and then, like, when you do that DLC mission in Mass Effect 2, when you complete it, you talk to the Reapers while they're about ready to infiltrate your world. And then, you know, Mass Effect 3 kicks off. The Earth just gets destroyed immediately. Yep. And you're just like, you have to, like, escape. And it's just like. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. I can't wait to play Andromeda. I will be playing Andromeda at some point this summer. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's your number one, Will? My number one is Pokemon. Pokemon. I have played and beaten every single Pokemon game. Nice. The, and you know what? It's weird. Not a single Pokemon game is in my top ten. But... I love all of the Pokemon games a ton. I get so excited whenever they're uh, they did like the remasters of um, you know the first gen, second gen, third gen, the fourth gen's next. Uh-huh. Gen four is my favorite generation of Pokemon, so that's the next one getting remastered. And I think the Switch version is has a lot of potential to be something pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, apparently the new, not the current president of Nintendo, but the the one that's coming up because the current one is retiring in like June and the new one it was a former was the former head of the Pokemon company Game Freak No the Pokemon company Yeah isn't the people who make Pokemon Game Freak 
don't know. It's it, he's he was head of the Pokemon company. That's what it was called. Okay. I don't know. If it, yeah, I don't think it was. Well, I don't know. But yeah. So okay. So maybe he's going to be bringing Pokemon to its full potential. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, I love Pokemon so much, and it's something that I played through, and it has that nostalgic value to me. Yeah. Because uh, I have played every game. I've played it on the like, original Game Boy, you know, all the way up through 3DS, and now it's going to be on Switch. Uh, I just love the series. It's good stuff. And that that's my number one series. Okay. Excellent. All right. Uh, let's transition into Nibblebits, shall we? Yeah, I, I'm ready. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. Uh, the biggest news, Stardew Valley Multiplayer... It's out in beta form for people who are interested. Um, I don't know how it is. I haven't played the beta for the multiplayer yet, but I'm assuming it's... I've seen a lot on Reddit and online, and it seems to be going good. People really aren't having too many issues, so uh, do it. So I'll run everybody through real quick on how to join it if you don't know. Uh, So when you go to Steam, you have to right-click the game in your Steam library, go to Properties, enter the beta the beta access code jumping genomos i don't know genomos are in the game right is it the little jelly things that are in the community center um i don't know did i make that up i'll look i I don't know what they're called i i know what you're talking about i'm just just not sure what they're called i'll look it up so i don't sound crazy but (laughs) uh then you click the check code once you enter the jumping genomos it's all one word from there you should be able to select the beta from the drop down list Mm -hmm. uh you do that and boom you're in it basically you boot up the game and you can just select co-op and play with friends so it's finally here i know Corey doesn't play video games anymore (laughs) as much so i wonder if he's gonna want to do dragon bay for him (laughs) oh maybe so, if any fans want to play this, uh, yeah, Dan, by the way, the Genomos are the things in the community center. The okay. little jelly-looking things. Uh-huh. So, yeah, if they, people, like, fans are interested in wanting to do a farm. Yeah. I'm excited for that to come to the Switch. They said later this year. Yep. So, it'll, it, it'll be coming to the Switch first on consoles. Sweet. So, the Switch is getting something before everybody else. But anyway, next, Hero Shooter Paladins is finally coming out of uh, Early Access next week, May 8th. That's the the Overwatch clone, pretty much, uh, uh-huh. made by High Rise, who have done Smite. So people who are interested in something that's free to play, um, this is going to be your Hero Shooter to play. Yeah. Last but not least, God of War... Uh, sorry, God of War has become the PS4's fastest-selling exclusive. 3.1 million copies in three days. Nice. Oh, that's crazy. Good for them, though. Yeah, absolutely. And that's I, 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 I hope to play that at some point this year. You can take my PlayStation whenever you need. Yeah, it'll probably be over the summer, I would think. Yeah. When, when, when things hopefully settle down a little bit for us. Yeah, just let me know. Okay. All right, my nibble bits. My first one, CD Projekt Red has announced that they will be bringing a, an unspecified RPG to E3 this year. Most people, myself included, think that that will be Cyberpunk 2077. How could it it's not be? It's going to be that RPG. 
Uh, but others speculate that it will be an unannounced RPG since Cyberpunk was not specifically mentioned in the press thing. And I believe there's been rumors that Cyber- that uh, CD Projekt Red has been working on another RPG. So do you, it could be that. Do you think, though, that they're going to show off another RPG before Cyberpunk? No, I think it's going to be Cyberpunk because yeah. I, I feel like Cyberpunk will come out early next year. So I think they're going to start releasing information at E3, okay. build up some hype for it. It'll come out first quarter of 2019, is my guess. Okay, all speculation, but yeah, that's that sounds like it. I mean, how long was The Witcher Three in development, and they were showing off gameplay and everything before it released? Do you remember? It was a little while. I want to say it was like maybe a year and a half or two years that they showed up, you know, it was the, it was Geralt riding a horse through a town. Okay. And that was like super early. And then there was the controversy about the graphics get downgrade from the trailer <laughs> to the actual game, uh, uh, which it's not really a controversy for me, but you know, what can you do? All right. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, my next one is that star Wars episode one racer has finally been released for PC. And it's available on GOG.com for 10 bucks. Uh, so it runs at 1080p resolution and 60 frames per second, uh, though it does stretch the screen out. If you do the standard 4 four by 3 aspect ratio, it won't stretch the screen out, uh, but will still run at 60 frames per second. Um, Eight-player local area network multiplayer mode. As long as everyone is on the same network, you can play up to eight players in, in land mode, which is awesome. And then uh, the buttons need to be remapped, manually remapped on the controller if you want to use it. So wow. not a big deal. Uh, I will probably wait and see if I can get this on Steam. From what I gather, um, er, from what I from what I, what I can remember, this, these games will come out on GOG first and then Steam like a few months later. So I'll probably mm. just wait and get it there. Uh, I'll try to keep my library all in one place. So I'm going to see if I can... Star Wars Episode One Racer PC. It's got to be a video. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, and even the IGN rotor that wrote up this article said that it holds up surprisingly well. So uh, I feel I played this since we started the podcast. I played it on a Nintendo 64 emulator. Uh, and it was really good still. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Gotcha. And then my last one, Valve has just added Switch Pro controller support to Steam. Uh, it's currently in beta uh, and needs a little work, I guess. There's a, there's a few bugs that they're, they're working on. Uh, but uh, you get the full gyro controls, too, with it, which is awesome. That is uh, pretty cool. Apparently the PS4 already does that. The the DualShock 4 already does that. Mm-hmm. Um, that will help if I play like first person games, especially. I don't know if I'll play a shooter shooter, but first person games are easier for me with a keyboard and mouse. I can, however, do the aiming with the gyro controls, like in Breath of the Wild, which is one of my complaints about Horizon Zero Dawn. If the PS4 controller has the gyro controls then they should have put that in horizon zero, horizon zero dot it would have made it a lot easier for me uh who can't aim with the controller for crap so yeah okay. that's exciting you, you, i still have to get a switch pro controller you are one of those people who are as good with the gyro controllers blows my yeah. mind i can't 
I don't do full on aiming with it. I'll aim with the stick and get it close and then I'll fine tune my aim with the gyro. So I just need a little, a little bit of movement with the controller to line up the headshots. It actually works really well. It's really intuitive. And I never thought I would like something like that until breath of the wild Mm -hmm. is what sold out all that stuff. So, uh, that's all I have for middle bits. Okay. Double check. Yeah. How was your week, Will? It was good. Uh, not honestly, not a whole lot to report other than I'm going to uh, Florida next week. I kind of one day a couple weeks ago when it was late April and I woke up and I saw snow on the ground. I got really mad and just booked a trip to Florida to go see a friend. Nice. Um, so I'm going to be leaving midweek next week. I'm kind of skirting school for. I got Thursday, Friday. So um, I'm kind of at the point where I'm not hurting myself by going. I'm not really missing too awful much. Like I'm just missing normal classes. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'll just skip them. Um, So yeah, I'm going to be in Florida next week. I'll be back Mother's Day. So Sunday. So I'm only going to be there for like four or five days ish. So not a long time, but enough to just like detox from upstate New York for a bit. I don't blame you, although the weather is finally nice here. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been laying by the pool the last two days to nice. to uh, get some sun because, my God, I haven't seen it all winter. It's been yeah. depressing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only problem with the weather getting nice here is it's allergy season. So for me, it's that's been fun. Yeah. Well, it pretty much just jumped from winter to summer. Yeah, it did. Absolutely did. Like, it I, was it was ninety degrees here yesterday, which yeah. was unheard of for I, the beginning of May. All I wanted was a couple like weeks in the like low fifties, mid fifties. No nope. spring. Seven, yeah, spring. Nope, <laughs> went right to seventy, eighty, ninety. Yep. So the weather here has been crazy, and I think it said it was Sunday. We got snow, like it flurried. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it did. What is going on? I don't know, but it's amazing how much better my mood is when the when the weather's nice, like like it has been. Yeah, like I've actually been going on walks. I've been playing Pokemon Go again. Like it's been just awesome to be yeah. able to do this again and be a human being and not be trapped in the house. Yeah, get some fresh air. Get some some vitamin D. Is that what mm-hmm. you get from the sun? Yeah, I actually had to start taking a vitamin D supplement because I was just like. Just really just hurting. <laughs> yeah, seasonal affective disorder is a real thing, and we yeah. have it here, especially here in Binghamton, because it's not only is it cold and damp and <laughs> awful, but it's also cloudy all the freaking time. So what pod, did we talk about this on this podcast? Like people from like the West, Midwest, and South say that the people in the Northeast complain about the weather but they're actually in danger from the weather because of like hurricanes, tornadoes, yeah. uh, floods and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, BS, uh, mother nature gives us mental illness, which is just <laughs> as much of a killer. <laughs> yeah. Mental illness and blizzards. Yeah. We did last year have four feet of snow in was it April or was it March? April. It was April. It was the beginning of April. Or no, yeah. I think it was March. No, because it, because breath of the wild was out. Because the, the Switch came out at the end of March. We hadn't yeah. gotten it yet. And I remember playing Breath of the Wild 
a couple days because I had like three days off of school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it be. was it was at least a week or two after. Uh, but yeah, it, it it was like four feet of snow though. It was insane. Awful. Yeah. Makes me sick just thinking about it. But anyway, let's talk about happier things. Yeah. Anything else, Will? Oh yeah, on to you, Dan. Uh, the only thing I really have to talk about is that Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is coming tomorrow for our Switch, so I'm okay. excited about that. That will be the next game featured on my gameplay channel on YouTube, okay. which I will, I keep saying I'll tweet out the, the link to it, but I haven't done that yet, but I will. I swear it. Uh, right now I'm playing Lightfall. I don't know if I talked about that at the beginning of the episode, but I'm playing Lightfall. That just It's an indie platformer that just came out. Uh, I'm playing through that currently, but yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah, okay. I'm trying not to cough too. I should say that it's because of because it's allergy season and I'm an allergy sufferer. You're getting I'm trying not hard. to I'm trying not to sniffle and I'm trying not to cough. So you're doing a good job. I haven't heard you really sniffling at all. Yeah, I don't think I have. Corey, right. would, Corey would be proud. Yeah. Yes, he would. All right, let's get into what we played. Will, did you play anything? I dabbled with some God of War. I only played maybe another hour. Um, but that's really it. I actually have my list of games that I'm going to try and play and beat. I have this summer. I don't know if that'll happen. Okay. So I'll run through it really quick. God of War. Uh-huh. Horizon Zero Dawn. Mass Effect Andromeda. I want to finish Far Cry 5. I want to play Bioshock 1 and 2 Remastered, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, that's another game that I had, uh, unfortunately, got lost in the shuffle. Wolfenstein 2, Hollow Knight, Hyperlight Drifter. I'm hoping those two come out to Switch within the summer. Yeah. Who, who knows? Hollow Knight but, was supposed to be in, like, March, I think, but obviously that's come and gone. I see this game on sale for like six bucks on Steam, and I'm like, I really should just get it. But yeah. like, I want to play it on Switch so bad, I don't do it. Yep, same here. Um, and Hyperlight Drifter is a game that I really liked, but I saw it was coming to Switch, so I immediately stopped playing through it on PC mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah, um, it's really good. And then Frostpunk and Battletech. Uh-huh. I want to finish my playthrough of Valkyria Chronicles because we're going to get VC4 at some point this year, probably uh-huh. the end of the year. So I kind of want to have at least one of the games played. Finding Paradise, Oxenfree, Nino Kuni, Nino Kuni 2, and The Witcher 3. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Some hefty stuff. I'm going to guess I will do maybe one or two games <laughs> out of that, so that's probably what will end up happening. But, yeah. you know, realistically, that's what I want to play through. If it happens, uh, who knows? Right. So. Okay. Yeah. That, right. that Honestly, that's it. I'm more interested in hearing Lightfall. Yeah, so... Lightfall was uh, it was featured kind of in the Nindy showcase. I think it was maybe in March, uh, and for me it was the most interesting looking game. It's a it's a platformer. It's it's by uh, Bishop Games, mm-hmm. and it's also on Steam. So if you're interested, it's it's on Steam. Uh, it's a platformer that is a mix of Limbo and Celeste. Uh, so you know it's it's your you know you're running and jumping. Uh, you can grapple onto walls a little bit and, and jump leap from walls like you can in Celeste graphically. It looks a lot like limbo. It's kind of, um, kind of, 
I don't want to say simple graphics because it's 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 hand drawn and they're they're intricate. But it's uh, I mean, if you you can look and see it in the in the video, it's uh really colorful too, which I like. Um, but the the thing that differentiates this game from other games is the ability to create a little platform under yourself as you're running and jumping. Uh, it's a, it takes a little bit of time to get used to because you you just push a button and you create a little platform under yourself. So if you're as you're running and jumping over things, you kind of do that. But if you're running too fast, you run right off the platform that you've you've created underneath you. And you can only do I think I think it's four at a time before you have to touch the ground, before you can reset that and and start building your platforms oh. under you again. Um, it's also really pretty difficult, uh, especially the bosses. They don't let you save partway through, so. The boss battles, I ended up having to cut some some video out uh, just of me dying repeatedly. You know, that, get, that gets a little bit boring. But uh, it's really, really solid game. Uh, I'm enjoying the story, too, in it, which is also cool. Can you hang on walls in this game, from what I'm saying? Yeah, yep, just like in Celeste. That reminds me of Mark of the Ninja, too. Yeah, yep. Okay. It is, it is like that, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's it's an awesome game. Uh as somebody who's bad at these puzzly platformer games, would I like it? Mm, probably not. You probably, I think you have to be like into platformers. Okay. To like it. Uh, I'm, I'm discovering more and more that I really like platformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I played through Celeste and, and loved it. And this is kind of similar. Uh, it's like a Metroidvania too. Yeah. Yeah. And so. it looks really cool. Yeah. Oh, one one thing that's different about it too is it's pulled out. The camera's pulled out from your character a lot more than other games. And even if you're if you're watching in the live stream or, or on the the video later, uh, there's even like times where it's pulled out further than where it is now. So your character's really small on the screen. Yeah. The first thing that I'm noticing that it's like a very like pulled out view. Yeah. And and like I said, I, it was one of the boss battles where it's pulled out like even farther, like it's really far back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gives you a, a, a good sense of scope, you know, like how big this boss thing you're fighting is. And uh, but it changes the way the game plays because you're that much further away from your character. It's it's weird, but it was it was awesome at the same time. So yeah, this looks cool. Yeah, it's 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 I'm I'm impressed with it so far. It's it's really good. So. It's short. I should say that. Um, I want to say three to four hours, so that's something worth considering if you yeah, aren't so into probably, platformers. You're probably almost done with it then. Yeah, I think so. I think I probably will get another like two episodes out of it, maybe, depending on how much difficulty I have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's it's good stuff. Okay. Uh, feedback, I guess, right? Yeah trying to decide here if i should uh i'll call it feedback on my phone i've got the predators game on too how are they doing it's zero zero so far okay but if i get a little distracted that's why (laughs) all right Um, okay here we are so the first one is from Tate, who says, Sup, guys, this is going to be my last writing for a while because I gra- graduate this Friday with my BS degree, Bachelor of Science degree in biology. Let me tell you, 
my biggest skill I learned in college was how to BS stuff. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and I are also moving and moving sucks a big one. I'm also <laughs> going to be starting my new job as a football coach. So my schedule is going to be crazy for a while. I will try to write in whenever I can. Well, congrats, man. Yeah. Take congratulations awesome. on graduating. It's something I haven't gotten to do yet. So yeah. I, I am envious of that. And it sounds like you got a lot going on. So yeah. Good luck to all of it, man. Uh, I haven't had internet for a week, so I've all I've been able to play is Halo the Master Chief Collection. It has been really fun and nice to revisit those games, and I'm currently playing Halo 4 right now, which I did not like when I played it the first time four years ago. Uh, I'm really enjoying it now, though, because I did my homework on the Halo history and lore, and now things make more sense. It still lacks what the old Halo games had more of that edge of your seat nervous feeling you would get uh, when you were playing on levels like the library in Halo 1. Halo 4 just doesn't have anything that gets me going like that. Anyways, it's been real, guys, and I'll continue listening to the podcast when I can. Keep it out, Taterade out. Keep it up, Taterade out. Thanks, Tate. Yeah, I'm hoping the Master Chief Collection comes to PC because I would love to play it again. It's, I've been wanting to play the Halo games for a while again, and it's just one of those things that I have so many other things that I want to play that I shouldn't sit down to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next on the list is from Idaho Jake, who says, Hey, fellas, I have to say, these have been some damn good playoff hockey games. I yeah. did a I did a bad uh, thing. Uh, I checked Nexus mods for Skyrim, and damn it, I'm back in. <laughs> so now more modders are using Nexus Mod Manager. It makes so makes it so much easier to find i really am tempted to get pod racer on friday but we will see now for the idaho jakes this day in gaming history 2000 excitebyte 64 was of course released on the 1064 uh, bandai co bought namco for 1.7 billion dollars and merged to become namco bandai holdings incorporated in 2014 mm. uh mario golf came to the uh, oh 2014 mario golf world tour came out on the 3DS, and 2017, Near Automata came out worldwide. Yeah. Well, that's it for me, and hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Jake. We all played Mario Golf together, didn't we, on the 3DS? Yes, we did. That was fun. I miss doing that. That was, that was a blast doing that. Yeah. Uh, playoff hockey. There have been some good playoff hockey games, absolutely. Disappointing yeah. for me. But yeah, <laughs> some good... I feel like the second round has been a lot better than the first round. Definitely. It's been infinitely better. Yeah, way more entertaining. I uh, Did I tell you I had bet 20 bucks on the Leafs game? Oh, yes, you did. So I did that, and I forgot to give him the money, and then we're talk- texting about it today, so he goes, double or nothing on the Caps-Pen series. You have Caps, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> They lost tonight. Oh, <laughs> so man. it's 2-2, two, it's two, two, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, that's why I don't gamble. I don't either, but it's, it's just like not, a... It's a fun, good. small thing to do at work for, like, camaraderie, so I did yeah. a little... Like, I did it for the first time this go-around, and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so. I never get those things right for some reason. I'm always, always wrong. <laughs> I didn't want to bet on Vegas because I'm very much want vegas to advance i know as soon as i said ah, i'll pick vegas and they were gonna lose right so all right so the next one is from reefer who says hello friends top 10 game franchises i've been giving this one some thought today so here's my list in no particular order the first one infinity engine i just want to say Baldur's gate but i wanted to include planescape torment without taking up two spots so sue me okay 
I respect well, it. I, I, yeah, I only have limited experience with playing uh, with Baldur's Gate. Um, I played a little bit of Baldur's Gate back in the day. No Planescape Torment, though I hear fantastic things about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Half-Life. Though we will never see an ending, these games still <laughs> defined a significant part of my childhood. In the Halo versus Half-Life Wars, I was a Half-Life guy. Nice. Okay. Uh, third, Rock Band. I've never been able to play these games without quickly becoming bored now, but some of the best times I've had playing games were running through Beatles Rock Band with three of my friends. You know what? That's a good pick, and one I it's didn't even pick. think about. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, I was more of a Guitar Hero guy. Um, guitar Hero, was it three that had all the instruments? Uh, World Tour tour okay yeah i had guitar hero 2 guitar hero 3 and then world tour yeah played a little bit with with friends it's a good time nothing was more satisfying when you're playing like a rock band or guitar hero and like you had a section of all hammer-ons so you could just tap it and like those usually were a little bit more complicated and then like you hit all of them and you're like i am i am the greatest (laughs) i am a rock god (laughs) if i put time learning real guitar as I did for Guitar Hero and Rock Band, I would be really good at guitar. Yeah, that's why there's a whole South Park episode about it. <laughs> yeah. Total sense. Uh, fourth on the list is Total War. I was 10 when Shogun Total War released. I was in the games at Walmart while my mom was shopping, like kids do, and something about the box art caught my eye. I begged her for it, and she capitulated, and a love for grand strategy games was born. I've played every one since, culminating in Total War Warhammer 2, which is undoubtedly the best in the, the best in the series so far. Thrones of Britannia released today to pretty poor reviews. I'm going to end up playing it and loving it anyway. I guarantee it. I also Shogun. I also had Shogun Total War when it first came out, uh, and that kind of fostered my my love of of grand strategy games. I haven't played any of them after that though. Uh, I very very briefly played Rome Total War. Uh, but that was it for for my Total War games. Uh, they were right up my alley. It just I was I was played Civ instead. Mm-hmm. Whenever I had the hankering for like playing a Total War game, I would just play Civ. You know. Yeah. Uh, which next on the list, Civilization. Civ Two <laughs> was the first video game I can remember playing, or playing, I should say. Really, I was just hanging out with my dad as a seven-year-old when the game was released, and he was showing me all the things you could do with it. I distinctly remember wanting to play America, of course, and my dad countered with the Iroquois instead. I was hooked. (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, Sixth, Elder Scrolls. No explanation needed here, I think. For my first steps in Morrowind to landing, the final blow on the Big Bad Dragon in Skyrim, the series has been incredible. Even Elder Scrolls Online is good. I've heard good things about Elder Scrolls Online. I haven't played it since... I think I played the beta a little bit, but that was that was all I played. My friends really like it. Yeah. I never could get into it, really, but that's only because if I were... I was past the point of wanting to get into an MMO at that point. Yeah. So, that's the only reason. Yep. Corey likes it. Yeah, he does. That's, that's saying something. It does say... That does say a lot. <laughs> Uh, number seven is Diablo. This one was a tough ad because honestly, the first game is my favorite of the series. It's been steady down, steadily downhill, in my opinion. But with that said, even three is a solid game. The only thing I think it's lacking is a dark, gloomy, and hopeless atmosphere of the first game. I would agree with that. It's definitely more colorful. It's kind of like the color palette that Blizzard has opted for now. Yeah. As opposed to the dark, dreary, like depressing. 
um, it's the word I'm looking for. Uh, art, I guess art is the way to put it. Ooh, okay. Nashville scored, Dan. Did they? Who? Hartman. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, okay, next on the list is Paradox Grand Strategy. I'm cheating again. I love all these games. Europa Universalist, Crusader Kings, Hearts of Iron, Victoria, Stellaris. Beloved games, one and all. If I remember right, the first one I played was the original Crusader Kings, then Europa Universalist 2. Uh, I am also in love with... Uh, again, I don't play these that much because I go down a rabbit hole, but uh, yeah, Crusader Kings 2 is in my top 10 favorite games of all time. I've, I've played that a lot. Uh, and I even had one game that I, I united all of britain i started taking over parts of norway and i believe like the Brittany area of france Mm -hmm. uh and i carried that game into europa universalist four i believe it was uh and continued my my game well into like the 1700s and it was it was awesome to be able to do that because i had built up this huge rivalry with the carpathian empire which was like central europe Mm -hmm. um where i was more you know coastal europe for my empire um yeah so it's so good so good and we went back and forth with the carpathian empire for a long time but luckily i was able to beat them to north america and expand out that way uh before they were able to so sounds like you got quite the empire built it was yeah it was impressive i want to do so myself like i want to play this that game and be like get into it but i feel like it would take me too long to get into like to learn how to play it effectively you know what i mean yeah so crusader kings 2 uh t- about 20 hours it took me to like learn how to play it and i still Oof. when i play it because i played the game of thrones mod for that recently uh, i was still like learning new things i think i'm at like maybe 220 or 230 hours played wow so uh which is not that much in the grand scheme of things some people have played that game for thousands of hours so is crusader kings 2 your most played game on steam Probably. Okay. Probably. Followed by, I believe, maybe XCOM. And then The Witcher. It might be The Witcher. You know I what? Think the, I think The Witcher is too. I'm going to check. Yeah. I'd be interested to know that. Mm. Uh, next on the list is Final Fantasy. Six is the best, and the rest are slightly worse, but they're all great games. Yeah. They're... We are a huge Final Fantasy podcast, so. Yep. So, Dan, Crusader Kings 2, yep. 215, okay. The Witcher 3, 170. Wow. Uh, Civ 5, 154. Oh, okay. And then it's Fallout 4, Stardew Valley, Mountain Blade, Warband, XCOM, XCOM okay. 2. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and then 10, Super Mario. How could I leave out the big man himself, Super Mario World? <laughs> is one of the greatest games ever made. Hockey time. Both yeah. won last night for the seventh win in their last 51 tries in Boston. We took back home ice in a big way last night. I think we may actually have a shot to knock out the Bruins now. I was very worried after dropping game one. Bummed about the state of the Predators right now, but I think they'll be able to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Dan, do you agree with me when I say I think there's something off about the Predators right now? Something just seems seems off their game right now. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, now for this day in real life. On May 3rd, 1802, Washington, D.C. is incorporated as a city. In 1921, the Government of Ireland Act is passed, splitting Ireland into Northern and Southern Ireland. 
1937, Gone with the Wind, a novel, no, a novel by Margaret Mitchell, wins Pulitzer Prize for fiction. 1973, the 108-story Sears Tower in Chicago is topped out at 1,451 feet as the world's tallest, tallest building. In 1971, the first unsolicited bulk commercial email, which would later become known as spam, is sent by a digital equipment corporation marketing representative to every ARPANET address on the west coast of the united states and in 2001 the united states loses its seat on the un human rights commission for the first time since the commission was formed in 1947 thanks for the casts yeah so where do we start hockey Hockey? yeah um yeah i'm actually hoping for a game seven between boston and tampa because I will be down in Tampa. Well, Orlando, but Tampa is, I think, like an hour. So it's a very, very manageable drive to Tampa. And I think me and my friends, tentatively, if that goes to Game 7, we're just going to say, screw it, put the games on our credit card, the game on our credit card, and go to it, or try to go to it, and deal with it when we get back. So at, least, hoping- at least maybe go for the block party. I think if we go that far, I want to go to it, the actual game. Well, I don't I mean, want to just... If you can't get in, though, you should probably at least go to the block party, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, the way that we kind of... If we don't get tickets, we, oh, I see. we, we don't go. It's going to yeah, be how it's going to be. You wouldn't be able to get them from scalpers with a credit card. No. We're, so, like, as soon as, like, Game 7 happens, I have no idea how it works. We're just going to check and see, like on every site that we can find to try to get tickets. So okay. that's what we're going to gonna try and do. So that's I'm hoping for game seven. Nice. But I am hoping Tampa kills Boston. Yeah, me too. Me too. But Nashville, Dan. Yeah. Uh, actually, my, it's funny that you say that. My wife has been saying all along that she thinks there's something off, and she, she also cannot put her finger on it, uh, which I'm kind of in agreement with. They definitely don't look like they did last season. Uh, which is surprising because I feel like overall they're a better team. But I also think I also kind of credit Winnipeg here with uh, just having in, an incredible amount of talent on their team. I just think it's hard, hard to deal with, you know? Yes, but what what position is Winnipeg better at than Nashville? Well, I, they're 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 forwards. They're their elite forwards are better than Nashville's elite forwards. I would say Shifley and Line is a bet. Well, yeah, I guess you're right with that. Yeah, I mean, Line had 40, 44 goals. Uh, Nashville's big goal scorers are Forsberg and, and Arvidsson, yeah. who had 30. Uh, I think Shifley even had 30 goals, you know, and he's their, is he their second line center? I don't know, because I don't know how their lineup is right now, because I know Wheeler plays center sometimes. Yeah, they, they, um, yeah. Uh, Stasny obviously is a center. So, yeah. but I think like I, other than that, like I take Nashville's defense, I take Nashville's goaltending, I take Nashville's forward depth. So I'm surprised that depth, yes, depth, definitely. I, I just like it's surprised that people are saying that Winnipeg's roster is better than Nashville's. Like I hear that a lot, but I'm like, no, like I don't think so. No, I just think I think their scoring is better. Yeah. Top end scoring, you're top right. Top end scoring, yeah. Uh, I I don't think I think Forsberg probably at the best will have like 
75 point season. I don't know if that's that's probably partially because of the 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 different style of play, but yeah, yeah, just, you know, uh, the, they don't have a guy that can match like a Patrick Line. He hasn't really done anything either. If he gets going, it's going to be hard to stop them. But Turris hasn't done anything. Turris has not done anything. No, he had he set up the assist for uh, um, Fiala for the game winner in overtime. But that's that's for the most part all he's done. I and like I will say, yeah, Line is a better talent than Turris. Like, yes, that's true. He's a better point producer. But Kyle Turris is an important cog to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. So I would say he hasn't been doing much. Like, you know, watch out for that too. Yeah. But you know what? They're winning right now. So I couldn't believe that they blew last game, Dan. Couldn't believe it. I was going to ask you what the heck, but I, I, I knew the wound would be kind of there. So I was like, I, I'll leave it. No, I'm kind of used to that. Uh, I expected someone to someone like you or Corey to text me and be like, hey, got this one in the bag. And I was going to be like, no, no, I've seen this too many times to say you- that this one's in the bag. They've they've blown games like that before. Dan, have you seen the SpongeBob meme online where they alternate between lowercase and uppercase letters? Yeah. Um, and it's like to mock kind of comments that people make about whatever. I was actually going to do that about... I was going to put Winnipeg's roster is so much better than Nashville's and that alternating <laughs> caps and like lowercase <laughs> letters. And yeah. I didn't because I forgot what I was doing. And then like I checked the score and saw it was like 7-4 Winnipeg. I was like... What happened? Uh, it was it was five to four, and then they scored two empty netters. So. Okay, I don't. I know that's what the score was, but I don't necessarily count those as like yeah, you know. Le- legitimate like yeah goals. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. They have to win this game. I, if they lose this game, they're not gonna. They're not. I don't think they'll be able to beat Winnipeg three games in a row to advance the series. So. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I'm just not super hopeful. It's all a a moot point because the Vegas Golden Knights are going to come out (laughs) of the West. (laughs) Do you think? I was convinced, yeah, until last night when they lost. Uh, I was the way William Carlson scored that goal in OT. I was like, this nobody scores that goal. Yeah, (laughs) ever. So I was. I thought, yeah, definitely they should. Technically, I thought the goalie interference call in game two pretty weak against Vegas. I'm yeah. not saying that as like a bias Homer. I really thought it was a weak call and I was yeah. kind of surprised that they called it back because he was not in the crease in any way. Uh, Martin Jones came out of the crease. That's the NFL catch rule for the NHL. Like yeah. nobody knows it's a coin toss every time. And it was like March so wasn't in the crease. He did hit him, but it was because Jar- Jones came out of that in front of him didn't even hit him that hard. Yeah. I think he definitely sold it a little bit. I was actually really surprised that they called it back. What do I know? A lot of people said it was a good call. No one has any idea. But um, I should be 3-0 Vegas right now. Or 3-1 technically. But, you know, now it's 2-2 and it's a series. So it might be a little... It might come down to it. So yeah. we'll probably get uh, seven games out of this one. That being said, we will have a pond hockey after the round's over. Correct. Yeah. So, yep. you get to rehear my entire complaint about that <laughs> that call, that that goalie interference call. <laughs> Fine. There's there's 
there's been some in every series that you're just like, what? I think even Brian Boucher was keeping a tally of the ones he got right and wrong, and I think he's over four. <laughs> so he, he he as a goalie, as a, a former goalie. goalie in the NHL, he doesn't know. So what's that tell you? When one happens, I'm like, flip a coin. Yeah. What are they deciding tonight? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, game giveaway time. Let me double. Oh no, I think I think we're good. That was all of our emails. Okay. Uh. All right. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's do the game giveaway here. I'll get the random number generator. How many pieces of feedback do we get? Uh, three. I'm just going to double check Facebook real quick first and make sure we didn't get anything like last minute. So we're good there. Uh, Nope, we're good. Three. Tate one, Jake two, refer three. Number one. Tate? Tate? Tate, yep. Perfect. Just in in time for him to move and have life happen. Yeah. Yep. Um, I will say real quick, uh, Dan, Jake picked Strombad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Okay. Um, he also gets to sign a copy of Post Malone's album, Beer, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. So uh-huh. congrats, nice. Jake. Congrats. We will get that to you somehow. All right. So, Tate, got you on here. Bah, 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 bah. 170. Generate. So game 50 is your first one. And that is Oklos. Oklos. Oh, yeah. Yep. We've gotten this before and I could not pronounce it then. I so. think you got it. I think you got it right. Oklos. I uh, still know nothing about it. But Oklos. That's one. Uh, next. 71 and that is English country tune that's come up before too yeah these games are familiar English country tune Uh, generate 43 Uh, husk that's also come up Mm -hmm. And next, generate 80. Europa Europa Universalist 3 complete. And one more. Uh, 40. Fear 3. Okay. Okay. So, Tate, your games are Oklas, English Country Tune, Husk, Europa Universalist 3, and Fear 3. That's a good amount. That is. So, those are your games to pick from. Yeah. Uh, That's everything, right? That is. Uh, next week we will be doing uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for the Switch. 
Uh, hopefully the wife and I can play a significant amount of it before Thursday, which we should be able to. No reason not to. The podcast uh, depends on it. <laughs> yes, it kind of does. Next week's episode <laughs> depends on it anyway. Um, yeah, so one thing I wanted to mention, too, and I'm, I'm just kind of realizing all this stuff, but we uh, are, I guess it's Twitch affiliates now? Wait, um, we're Twitch affiliated now. Oh, yeah, okay. That happened after our extra life. Uh, if you want to help the podcast uh, for free, and if you're a member of Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime once every 30 days gives out a free uh, Twitch Prime. Twi- it's called Twitch Prime subscription. Uh, so you could subscribe to a Twitch channel uh, for, like I said, no additional cost if you're uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member. Uh, so you know, if you want to help us out, that would be awesome, and it doesn't cost you anything, which is even better. Right, definitely. Um, I actually just subscribe to our our channel with my Twitch, my own personal Twitch account. So, yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'm just realizing all this stuff now because I Corey was handling all that stuff before, and I'm just now kind of realizing like, oh yeah, the, you know that's some it's something we've had for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. I would like to eventually get do things for our subscribers. That'll come down the line. I don't I don't know what that's going to look like or what that's going to be, but I would like to do stuff like that. You know, um, like I said, the the Twitch Prime doesn't doesn't cost you anything, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to be getting more Thumbstick Athletes content. Dan's going to start streaming after podcasts. I'm going to try picking a day a week to do a couple hours streaming uh, once the summer starts. So, because yeah. I'll have a little bit more time to do that, hopefully. Yeah, so. I mean, we we used to finish our episodes at like midnight every night, and now you know this is this was actually one of the longest ones that just me and Will did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they won't always be this long, you know. If they're an hour and fifteen minutes or an hour and a half. There's all that time left over that I have blocked off. I don't ever schedule anything for Thursdays because it's podcast night. So yeah. Um, so I figured it's a perfect time to stream. I'll end the stream. I'll start up Frostpunk uh, momentarily. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and we we also don't have any way of telling if someone subscribes to us. So we'll get that uh, all set up hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think we get emails or anything like that. I don't think we have a way of knowing until later. All it says in the chat is so and so like Reefer oh, does, has subscribed it, to. Does it say it in the chat? Yeah, in the chat. Um, okay. Because I remember when that me helps. Eric me and Eric were patrolling the chat, we would often see people who would subscribe, and it would say. Yeah. So. so we're yeah we'll try to figure out subscriber benefits and stuff. It'll it it won't be anything fancy because we're not fancy. We are yeah <laughs> we're, we're low key. <laughs> we are very low key so. Uh, without further ado, that'll do it for episode 354 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey and Eric. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.